the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970, The Answer. I hope you had a uh, pretty decent weekend. I know uh, this broadcast is airing, of course, on 9-11 and uh, a horrible day in New York history and in American history. Um, you know, and I don't want to um, I don't want to take away from that day. I know for a lot of people it is a, uh, it is a horrific day for them. And even though it is uh, more than 20 years later, um, we still feel the effects of 9-11. I mean, where I broadcast this show from is literally three blocks from where the World Trade Center stood. So um, it is important to recognize the day. Um, personally, uh, and I don't want to get political here, but I think it should be a national holiday. Uh, and I think it should be something that should never be forgotten. Much like the fact that Pearl Harbor, um, for a lot of people, seems to have been forgotten. Uh, a day which will live in infamy where the United States was attacked, um, even though Hawaii wasn't even a state yet. And I think we, uh, we should never lose sight of those things. And, um, you know, I, I hope that this show helps you to, you know, sort of, I don't want to say forget because forget is not the, the word. I hope it, it in some ways um, distracts you a little bit from the, the horribleness of this day. On September 11th. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Skip Schwartz. He's the brewmaster for Weldworks Brewing. He's going to join me. They, along with New Image Brewing, using Phantasm, which is a thiol, uh, to create different IPAs, which are out now. You can purchase them and do a side-by-side comparison of those uh, IPAs to see how Phantasm uh, reacts to the beer. And that's coming up in just about 20 minutes from now. And speaking of Colorado... The Colorado Brewers Guild, proud to announce the return of Collaboration Fest. It's going to take place Saturday, March 25th at the Westin Westminster in Westminster, Colorado, the state's most creative and collaborative, all-inclusive beer tasting, a beloved CBG fundraiser that is celebrating its eighth year. Ticket sales will be announced at a later time. This was established back in 2014. It's the original Collaboration Beer Festival where Colorado Brewers Guild members team up with brewers near and far to create one-of-a-kind beers, That'll be poured at the festival. The collaborations typically start immediately as brewers are signing up, occur all winter long through the spring, tell a larger story that is born out of mutual admiration. Um, So at the Telluride Blues and Brews Festival, September 15th through the 18th, 
To celebrate the creativity of Collaboration Fest, they'll be showcasing collaborations at the State of Craft Beer booth featuring Ska Brewing and Telluride Brewing Company, Telluride Brewing Company, Stronghouse Brew Pub and Smugglers Union Brewery, Four Noses Brewing and Telluride Brewing Company, and Jagged Mountain Craft Brewery, and Lady Justice Brewing Company, which is really cool. So this is March 25th of next year. You might have to make that trip to Colorado around then. I know that weather will play a factor. But uh, that's certainly something that I might want to, uh, I might want to attend, because it's on a Saturday. Maybe do a, just a, a quick weekend trip uh, to Colorado. Maybe fly out Thursday, come back Sunday. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Have to have to look into that. We'll see. Uh, I mentioned uh, for the last couple of weeks Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. I'm going to keep mentioning it because it's one, it's a fantastic event. You should mark your calendars for June 3rd and 4th next year at Bader Field. Tickets will go on sale in December for just the beer. The artists will be announced in February, and then tickets will go on sale for the VIP and et cetera. At that point, John Henderson does a tremendous job in and around Atlantic City to spotlight and bring festivals of all different types. You absolutely should be at this one. And as I've mentioned before in previous weeks, we're going with a caravan of people. This is the time where we got to go with a group of people because it's, it's so worth it. It's such a great day. It's so much fun. And again, it's weather, it's sun, it's heat. It's a, I get it, but it's, a, it's fantastic. And I love that it's outside now. It's just awesome. Speaking of things that are going to be outside, the Made in Jersey Festival. Um, have you made your plans to come? Wiggins Waterfront Park in Camden, New Jersey. Takes place Saturday, October 22nd, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. The rain date is on Sunday, October 23rd. Same times, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. The entire event a spotlight on New Jersey, New Jersey craft beer, alcohol, oyster farms, honey producers, farmers, crafters, and more. Food trucks are going to be there, too. It's being presented by the Camden County Board of Commissioners along with Brewery Strong and Visit South Jersey. Proud to be a, a part of Brewery Strong. Some of the breweries that are going to be there include The Seed, Twin Elephant, Icarus, Zigmeister, Axe and Arrow. So this is a spotlight on breweries around the state. It's not everybody, but it's some really top-notch breweries. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think Melavino Meadery is going to be there. Some of the wineries are going to be there. Uh, there's, um, and this is not a you know pay one price drink as much as you want festival. You'll purchase drink tickets um, and get you know a certain amount of pours you know based on how many tickets that you have. Uh, again, distilleries will be there. Lots of other things. Food trucks, like I said, food for purchase. But the entire event is free. So you come out. You come out with your kids, your pets. You can hang out. There's going to be lots of things to do all day. And, again, it's a spotlight on all great things that are New Jersey. Made in Jersey Festival. Just head over to the Facebook page, Made in Jersey Festival. Same on Instagram. Uh, You definitely want to check it out. I will be there along with the folks from Brewery Strong and a lot of others. We are encouraging you to come out. It is going to be a blast. Saturday, October 22nd from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. And I think on next week's program, Alexis Deegan is going to join me, who's a part of Brewery Strong. But she's got all of the intel on what's happening uh, with this event. And we'll get into it with Alexis uh, probably on next week's program. I think we're going to do that. Uh, Wisconsin uh, and Milwaukee, a couple breweries closing. We're seeing this signs of breweries closing because of COVID, but also because of what happened during COVID where people had to stay home, places couldn't be open. Um, So there was a shift in how business was run, and a lot of people decided, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to do something else. Um, So um, we're seeing the effects of that. Supply chain issues are also uh, a big deal. But on August 20th, uh, uh, Brasser V, uh, V, 
which is a Madison, Wisconsin beer institution focused on Belgian beers, um, took to social media and announced the closing at the end of the month. They actually closed on the 27th. Um, the pandemic was a factor, but staffing challenges that began well before COVID-19 was the ultimate reason. Co-owner Andrea Van Nest said, the crux of this is labor supply. It's not as simple as you need to pay people more to get workers to come to you. It's that there's a finite number of people that we're all trying to attract. It goes back well beyond COVID-19. And you know what? I think there is some truth to that. Um, there's a small pool of which you're going to get workers to work. So that's that becomes an issue. And then you're having to deal with, um, you know, there's just not enough people. And so how do you continue to staff your place? You reduce days. You want to stay open five days a week, seven days a week, four days a week. It's it's a tough balance. Now, on September 11th, uh, today, the Milwaukee Ale House, the brew pub component of Milwaukee Brewing, is closing its doors for good. Um, the company wrote on Facebook, after such a long tenure here on the water, we're losing our beautiful home. The city is losing a staple in the restaurant and brewing scene. Uh, in true Ale House fashion, though, we're, be, we're tapping kegs and frying curds until the very end. Uh, founded in 1997, Milwaukee Breweries, uh, Brewing's a production facility has also been sold as a turnkey operation to an unnamed buyer. Uh, the annual capacity of 75,000 barrels, the ability to expand production up to 200,000 barrels, sounds to me like people were not coming to this brewery, and that's why uh, it closed. So again, um, you know, we're seeing more of these closures. Are we going to see more before the end of the year? I think so. But are we going to see more breweries open? I think so, too. Where is the balance there? That's something that we have to look at uh, from a long-term perspective. Now, Lukey Brewing, uh, you know Lukey, the circus-themed brewery, provides an array of beer styles and a space filled with entertainment, wonder, and community, uh, has announced their uh, two-week-long Oktoberfest celebration. takes place Saturday, September 17th. That's next week through Monday, October 3rd. Of course, uh, Lukey Brewing located in Arvada, Colorado. Uh, they've got a bunch of different beers that'll be coming out right now. In Like a Lion, Marzen has been released. Um, on September 17th, the Hells Breaks Loose will be released at the brewery. If you buy a Lukey one-liter glass tankard, you get full pours of the Hellas for the 16-ounce price anytime you bring your glass in. Uh, that's just once per visit. The height of the celebration is on September 30th. Uh, wear your best German wear. They're going to have uh, uh, an hourly Stein holding competition for your choice of Lukey tankards or gift cards. Then enjoy live polka music with Denver's Thirsty Five. And then on October 1st, Grammy's Pumpkin Pie returns. That is a seasonal 6.5% ABV brown ale, uh, which uses a an old family recipe, butternut squash, brown sugar, lots of pumpkin puree uh, that will remind you of your favorite family gatherings and grandma's awesome pies. That's from Lukey Brewing. So that's pretty cool. Uh, good stuff all around uh, that's happening in the beer world. I know sometimes we focus on New Jersey, New York. By the way, um, you know, it, 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 you know, it's – I've been on this little non-alcohol kick now, the month of September. It's actually going pretty good. I'm enjoying it. I'm actually enjoying the break uh, from booze because uh, sometimes you kind of need to reset yourself a little bit, and uh, that's always a good thing. Now – When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world. And then later on, Skip Schwartz, the brewmaster from Weldworks Brewing, will join me. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. The Foo Fighters, learn to fly. Uh, you know, I, I know that they had the uh, tribute for Taylor Hawkins last week in, um, in England at Webley. Uh, Wembley, excuse me. Uh, they're going to do another one in um, California at the end of this month. I didn't get a chance to watch it on Paramount Plus. I know they have a replay of it, so I'm, I'm definitely looking uh, forward to watching it. Um, so glad to see so many people uh, paying tribute to Taylor Hawkins. I was never the biggest Foo Fighters fan. Never saw them live in concert. Um, I like some of their music, but it was never enough for me to to get me to go to see a show, and I kind of regret that a little bit. Um, but it'll be interesting to see um, after all of this is over. And, and again, it's a shame what happened uh, to Taylor Hawkins. It'll be interesting to see uh, what is next for Dave Grohl. Does he continue the Foo Fighters? Does he create a new band? Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And, and again, a shame to what happened to Taylor Hawkins. Uh, you know, to, to pass in your 50s is, is certainly far uh, too young. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Skip Schwartz. He's the brewmaster for Weldworks Brewing. He's going to join me on the program. Um, Weldworks, along with New Image Brewing, are using Phantasm to create different IPAs, which are out now. You can purchase them. You can do a side-by-side comparison. And uh, we'll talk to Skip about that and some other things as well uh, coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. And staying in Denver, our mutual friend brewing has announced uh, their ninth annual gratitude party. This is going to take place on Saturday, October 1st at the brewery, which is on uh, Larimer Street in Denver, Colorado, from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. The festivities include live spinning tunes from multiple DJs, specialty releases, super collectible gratitude party bundles available for purchase. Uh, our mutual friend hosts gratitude every year during the Saturday before the Great American Beer Festival. The celebration is a token of OMF's appreciation for the craft beer industry and its beer-loving community. they got a bunch of new beers and some returning favorites. Gratitude 9. This is a lingonberry saison, a beautiful rosé-tinted saison with light acidity, refreshing, jammy, berry, cranberry flavor. Another new one, Customer Appreciation. It's a sessionable, juicy IPA. Lots of tropical notes. From Experimental Hops. The Big Expense. This is a collaboration with New Image Brewing. It's an English-style barley wine with Tahitian vanilla. Mm, Sounds good. Greatness is Transitory. It's a wine barrel fermented Brett Pale Ale in a collaboration with Station 26 Brewing. This next collaboration is with American Solera Brewery uh, Solstice uh, Ceresis. It's a barrel fermented mixed culture ale aged with Balaton cherries. And Storgesal which is a traditional Norwegian ale uses 100% alder-smoked malt. Uh, that's a collaboration with Colorado Farm Brewery. Uh, then they have uh, Bière Oval, Cezanne Tristero, and Pattenberg, which is a Belgian double brewed with Colorado malts and Belgian candy syrup. Uh, and finally, Lava Loop. It's an imperial Mexican chocolate stout brewed with Ecuadorian cacao nibs. Very cool. The $85 Gratitude Bundle and $5 beer tokens will both be available to pre-purchase online and at the taproom. That has already started. Uh, there may not be any left by the time you hear this, so uh, you know, make sure you get in on it. Gratitude bundles include a limited edition Gratitude Glass t-shirt, uh, Nalgene, uh, one bottle of Gratitude 9 Lingonberry Saison, a four-pack of Customer Appreciation Juicy IPA, and two beer tokens. It's $120 value. Party bundles can be picked up starting at 11 a.m. on October 1st. will need to be picked up by October 15th. Very cool. So kudos to OMF uh, for putting that together. Now... San Diego Beer Week is back. I'll be there at the tail end of San Diego Beer Week. But the official kickoff party to San Diego Beer Week features 
over 60 San Diego independent breweries, and that's going to be on Saturday, November 5th. So I'm going to miss out on that. Uh, the, the Guild Fest returns after a two-year hiatus. Uh, this is the official kickoff party to San Diego Beer Week. It's from noon to 4 p.m. Noon to 1 is a VIP hour. 1 to 4 is the general session. Uh, it's going to showcase new exciting uh, features, including delicious craft beer, obviously, from San Diego and beyond, live music, lawn games, San Diego's best food trucks, and much more. General admission from 1 to 4 is $55, $70 for early admission. That's from noon to 4. Both include unlimited beer tastings. The early admission, obviously, you get an extra hour. Specialty pours during the first hour. It is 21 and over. No pets are allowed. For more information, sdbeer.com slash guildfest. It's going to be held at the San Diego Surf Cup Sports Park in Del Mar, California, uh, to the east of San Diego, outside of San Diego. Tickets are not refundable. The event is rain or shine, and of course, all of the greats from San Diego will be there. Uh, Society, Stone, Modern Times, um, Coronado will be there. Uh, there's going to be so many different breweries that are going to be there. I'm, I'm sad that I'm going to miss it, but apparently there is an, there is an event um, at the end of San Diego Beer Week, which I'm hoping is the Sunday, because that's when I'll be out there, and uh, I'm hoping to get to that. We haven't heard anything yet, but as soon as we do... Uh, we will certainly let you know. Now, if you're not doing anything this coming Tuesday, September 13th, and you're in New York City, head over to, uh, uh, or make your reservations, actually, to N Japanese Brazier, uh, which is delighted. They're on 435 Hudson Street, delighted to present their Makani with Japa's Beer Dinner. This is on Tuesday, September 13th from 6 to 8 p.m. It's a paired dinner. Uh, Myra uh, Kimura, uh, uh, Mayra, excuse me, Mayra Kimura, I, you know, I just met her a couple of weeks ago. You think I'd remember her name? Mayura Kimura of Japanese uh, uh a woman-run Japanese Brazilian brewery based in Brazil. Obviously, uh, Mayura will be there. Uh, the other ladies, I don't believe, will be there. Uh, Yumi uh, Samada and Fernanda Unio. Uh, I don't think they will be there. Just Mayura will be there. Uh, it is a uh, makani, which is a family meal in Japanese. It's going to be served buffet style. Six dishes paired along with a flight of Japa Servasaria beer, which is really cool. Now, the theme for the dinner is motani, uh, which is a Japanese term that conveys regret over waste. Um, the spirit of motani in Japan is evident in everyday life, and especially cooking. The cuisine will include parts of plants and animals that many in the West will simply throw away. Uh, crispy fried chicken, salmon bone miso soup, slow-cooked Japanese beef tendon stew, and more paired with Japa's beers. The dinner is $50 a person, Guests can make their reservations via open table. I will not be able to attend that event, uh, unfortunately, uh, this coming Tuesday. I'm going, or fortunately, I'm going to see Al Miola down at the Vogel uh, and next to the Count Basie in Red Bank, New Jersey, which is going to be kind of cool. But if you want to go to this dinner, again, 435 Hudson Street in Japanese Brazier, uh, $50 a person. Just head over to open table to make your reservation. Uh, another cool event uh, in conjunction with Brewery Strong that's going to be taking place, Chicken and Pete's. Uh, and Brewery Strong celebrating 10 years of New Jersey beer, featuring beers from 20 of New Jersey's best breweries, live music, food and drink specials, and a lot more. It's Thursday, September 29th. This is at Chickie's Egg Harbor Township location. Uh, 10 years ago, Governor Chris Christie signed Bill S641. It lifted the restriction on microbreweries and brew pubs in New Jersey, kickstarted the brewery boom in the Garden State. Now, so far, the breweries that will be attending, The Seed, Brick City, Ghost Talk, Kelly Green, Glastown, Mechanical, Forgotten Boardwalk, Ludlam Island, Bolero, Cape May, Three Threes, Zigmeister, Axe and Arrow, Icarus, Chimney, Rustic Gales, 
Ross Brewing, and a few more there uh, to be added, which is really, really cool. So if you're in the Egg Harbor Township location, it's Thursday, September 29th. Uh, this is in conjunction Chicken and Pete's and Brewery Strong. We're hoping to give away a couple of scholarships uh, from Brewery Strong. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't think I'm going to make it down there. First, I'm not drinking right now. And second, Egg Harbor Township is a little far for me on a school night uh, to drive all the way down there, uh, even for a little while. Uh, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So there'll be a keg of each of those breweries that I, I mentioned. Uh, they'll be on until they kick. Uh, but it's really, really cool. So Chickie and Pete's, awesome. Good stuff from Chickie and Pete's. Alvin Cintron, uh, great dude uh, who uh, has done a lot to help out Brewery Strong. And then finally, uh, are you an artist? I'm not. I took a painting class. I didn't do so well. Uh, but it was fun. I will say that. However, Rogue Brewing's Dead Guy Ale may be the most famous Halloween beer in the world. Uh, and as the fall is uh, just around the corner, the Oregon-based brewery is returning its Paint the Can Dead contest and beer lovers with an artistic bent to design their own dead guy cans. So starting now, running through October 31st, Rogue is challenging fans to create dead guy-inspired art on blank white cans available in specially marked packages of their popular ale. This year, a panel of expert artists will pick three winners each week in September and October, sending 24 lucky entrants into the finals where consumers will get to vote alongside the judges to determine the ultimate grand prize winner to receive a $5,000 cash prize. Random entrants will also be awarded prizes throughout the competition, so even if you've got no artistic skills at all, uh, you might win something. Dead Guy Ale, a 6.5% ABV box style ale crafted using proprietary Pac-Man yeast, um, Dead Guy has remained Rogue's most popular beer for over 30 years, and its sales obviously soar around Halloween. So this is really cool. They are excited. They cannot wait to see what people come up with uh, on the cans uh, for year number three, which is really cool. And then finally, um, Oktoberfest is returning in Colorado at Vail. Uh, it has started already. Uh, it is this weekend, it is next weekend, the 16th through the 18th in Lion's Head Village. Entry to Vail's Oktoberfest and access to its entertainment completely free. Food, souvenirs, and especially the beer will all have to be purchased. Uh, there's food, keg bowling. Uh, the festival will feature a bratwurst eating contest, a stein lifting competition, and a costume contest. That's the Vail Oktoberfest, which is really, really cool. Now, when we come back after a short break, uh, Skip Schwartz from Weldworks Brewing, the brewmaster there is going to join me on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You know, that feels a little Dave Letterman-esque, sort of Paul Schaefer-ish type of, uh, you know, intro or, uh, you know, rejoining from the break music, but it's not. It's Joey DeFrancesco, uh, who uh, recently passed away, a good friend of uh, Joe Piscopo's, who had performed with him a, a number of times just recently. I, I think it was out in Wisconsin, uh, Joe had mentioned that... Um, he had performed with Joey, so rest in peace, uh, Joey. Uh, you know, always a, a sad day when you uh, when you lose somebody's life. 
uh, or somebody loses their life at a very early age. Uh, but we don't listen. We don't want this to be a downer here. I just you know I like the music. I like a little jazz, a little funk. Uh, but welcome back here to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. You could follow me on Twitter very easily at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A double T U double L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Uh, we're on via iTunes, Odyssey, iHeart, all those great places. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. Uh, we're Alexa ready as well, and we're also on the Hopped Up Network. Head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. You can check out my podcast or a plethora of other beer-related podcasts that you can download and listen whenever you want. Now, my next guest, he's the brewmaster for a brewery out in the great state of Colorado. Back in April, they celebrated their seventh year in business. For more info on the brewery, you just head over to weldworks.com. Let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast for the first time on AM 970, The Answer, Skip Schwartz. Skip, how are you? Not too bad, Al. How are you? I'm doing good. Now, the main reason why we are having you on today is to talk about uh, Phantasm, which has become uh, the hot hop, or rather an accentuator of hops in some brewing circles. But before we dive into that, how did you decide that brewing beer was the career for you? Um, You know, it's kind of, uh, in college, I was looking at what I learned the most about to try to, you know, start looking for jobs, and I realized that it was uh, kind of more... I learned a lot about alcohol and uh, drinking beer and spirits. I actually started as a distiller and did an internship distilling for a little while here in Greeley. And then I kind of uh, realized that distilling wasn't for me and kind of switched over into the beer world and haven't left since. I'm uh, going on my ninth year now in in, uh, professional brewing. Now, that's interesting. So you, you started working at a distillery, but you found out that that wasn't for you. Obviously, there is a difference. And again... I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I listen, I'm like, I like to drink beer. I'm not, I don't make beer. So what is the difference between, uh, the differences between distilling the alcohol and, uh, you know, making grain alcohol and actually making beer? Um, I mean, uh, hot side, there's not much difference. Um, you know, we're just, you're just cooking stuff. Um, I think it was more just like, there wasn't as much room at, at the distillery. I was at gotcha. for, um, you know, experimentation, and that's something that has always interested me. And in craft beer, you know, you, you can wait three weeks till you have a new experiment done right. versus if you were changing something with a whiskey, I mean, four years minimum, sometimes longer, most right. times longer. So uh, there just wasn't as much room for experimentation, and that's something that's always kind of driven me and I've uh, been excited about. So, uh, Understood. We're talking with Skip Schwartz, the brewmaster for Weldworks Brewing. They, along with New Image Brewing, using Phantasm to create different IPAs which are out now. You can purchase uh, them and do a side-by-side comparison if you want. For more info on the brewery, just go to weldworks.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Skip, you've worked with plenty of different ingredients in your years as a brewer, and you've, you've talked about already about how you like to you know do different things and experiment with different things. For those that don't know that are listening right now, what is Phantasm exactly? Um, so Phantasm is a, a thiol, which is derived from um, Marlboro um, Sauvignon Blanc grapes uh, skin. And so a thiol is um, like a sulfur compound that's usually found in hops and grapes. And it kind of, uh, depending on how you use it, kind of creates different uh, flavors and aromas that uh, appear in your beer. Um, usually we're looking for like the pineapples, the passion fruits, and it kind of accentuates those, um, those flavors the most. And is Phantasm specifically from, it's it's being created in New Zealand, is that right? 
Yeah, correct. It is being uh, made in New Zealand, and I know the company is working on some new products, which they haven't announced yet, um, but I'm excited to see what they're going to be doing. And why is Phantasm so appealing to brewers now? Is it just something that that's new that's kind of changing things? I mean, you mentioned it about how you know most brewers trying to get that pineapple, that kind of fruity uh, flavor for those the hazy, the juicy IPAs, but is that what it is? Is it? it, it it's. I, I don't want to say it's an easier way to get it, but I, is it, why is it so appealing? Um, I think the appeal is one, like you said, the hate, the rise of the hazy, juicy, and I think anytime you you have a new product that can kind of disrupt the market or change um, the market a little bit, um, it's very, it's going to be very uh, sought after, and uh, everyone's going to want to mess with it and try to see if there's different ways to do it and different flavors that can come from those things. Um, so I think, I think they kind of, they're the first ones to kind of open the door on these styles and unleashing styles. Since, I mean, since Phantasm's come out in the last year, we've seen um, different yeast come out to use styles. We've seen dial boosters. We've seen all sorts of things. So I think it's just kind of expanding the, the overall understanding throughout the industry about um, just what, what can, what else we can look into and what we can manipulate a little bit to create different beers um, to set yourself out in the marketplace. We're talking with Skip Schwartz. He's the brewmaster for Weldworks Brewing. They, along with New Image Brewing, using Phantasm to create different IPAs. They're out now. You can purchase uh, You can purchase them to do a side-by-side comparison. For more info on the brewery, just go to weldworks.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So let's talk about the actual beers themselves. So the collab between you guys and New Image, Weldworks is doing a West Coast version, while New Image is doing a Hazy. So how does Phantasm work in a West Coast IPA? Um, honestly, we're kind of excited to find out because this is the first time we've actually ever um, done a West Coast IPA with Phantasm. All of our uh, previous ones have been um, with uh, in the Hazy Juicy. Got it. So I'm very interested. Um, so it is something new for us, um, but we're uh, excited. I mean, uh, Brandon Capps, the head brewer over at New Image and co-founder, um, he's been using Phantasm for about as long as we have, and him and I have had tons of tons of discussions about what we think we can do with it, what we've done with it. And, you know, we kind of share notes often. And, you know, uh, one day we just decided let's put, let's put uh, our heads together and try to make kind of two different beers using the similar processes, similar grain bills, uh, similar yeast, uh, but one's West Coast and one's um, uh, Hazy IPA. And so we can kind of see if there's a, if, what the huge differences are, if there, if any, um, in between the two. So um, it's kind of a fun project for us and, um, it's kind of letting me and Brandon be kind of uh, the nerds we are and uh, geek out about something that we're both pretty excited about. Because obviously the the West Coast IPA has that more bitter bite to it. It has that more piney flavor, uh, which is more of the traditional style IPA. So that's what you're hoping uh, that you're going to get out of this by using Phantasm, correct? So, I mean, we're definitely looking for that bitter pininess and the normal standard um, you know, old school IPA. Um, feels. But we're also looking to try to bring in this tropical accent, and that's part of the reason why we're using the Phantasm, is to um, have like a, uh, up front we want it to be um, pineapple-y or, or guava, mango, passion fruit, and then, you know, come in with this nice bitterness and pininess that finishes and then makes you want to sit more because of the, the dryness versus, you know, those hazy juices are a little bit more sweet. So, Skip, you've, you've been working as a brewer for eight years now. Um, what is your favorite hop to create a beer with? Oh, man, that's such a tough question. There's so many great hops. Um, 
you know, always number one choice is always going to be Citra hops, but then I'm a huge fan of Belma in the last couple of years. We've been using that a lot in some of our um, bigger collabs. Um, Nelson Savant uh, hops from New Zealand. Nectaron from New Zealand is mm. something that we're very excited about um, that we've been using a lot of lately. Um, so that's just kind of my short list. I mean, like I said, I could go on for hours because I just, I think hops are probably my favorite ingredient that we we use in beer. So, and and what's your go to beer when you kick back at the end of the day? I, I don't mean you know naming a particular Weldworks or somebody's brand, but is it an IPA usually? Is it a sour? Is it a stout? Uh, a Pilsner? One hundred percent, it's an IPA. Okay. I'm, uh, I know that a lot of brewers right now are on the lager kick, and uh, it's just the IPAs are kind of what brought me into craft beer, and right. uh, they're kind of something that uh, gets me out of bed in the morning to get excited about making beer. And uh, they're just what I drink, so that's IPA is always going to be my go-to. And that's why you're always looking to experiment with different things. I, I you know, that's that's a cool thing. But I, I'm, my guess is during the pandemic, and we're talking with Skip Schwartz, the brewmaster for Weldworks Brewing here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer it it had to be. I mean, I don't want to say it's a good feeling, but it had to be good at some point during the pandemic that you guys were able to make things that you wouldn't normally make because you had the time to do it because. You know, the tasting room was closed down. You were only doing to-go sales, et cetera, et cetera. So it must have been nice to be able to experiment and know that you had that longer ba- amount of time to do something that you really wanted to do, right? Um, yeah, I definitely think that Weldworks is kind of uh, not necessarily unique, but we've, we've made it part of our business plan to, um, to experiment constantly. So we've been experimenting since the doors opened. Um, COVID did give us some actually a little bit less leeway to experiment because of the fact that um, we we wanted to make sure that we're make, we're bringing products that we're proud of to right. people uh, during a hard time, and we were trying to make sure that we hit all of our, you know, hit everything right on the head. So, right. um, but yeah, Wellworks, we're constantly experimenting. We're constantly looking for what's new between yeast, hops, uh, any sort of product. I mean, we're always testing different malts, um, pretty much all the time. So, uh, fruit, uh, fruit, fruits, uh, any other kind of products we could find to try to experiment, we're always doing that, and it's kind of been built in the DNA of Weldworks. My guest has been Skip Schwartz. He's the brewmaster for Weldworks Brewing. They, um, they, along with New Image Brewing, they're using Phantasm to create different IPAs. One is a West Coast version. That's the one that Weldworks is doing. The Hazy is by New Image. They're out now. You can purchase them and do a side-by-side comparison if you want to. For more info on Weldworks, just head over to weldworks.com. Skip, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Al. I had a great time talking with you. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Now what you hear is not a test, I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to move your feet. You see, I am Wonder Mike, and I'd like to say hello. Oh, yeah, final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. I could let that go for a while. Rapper's Delight, I mean, really the original, the OG of all kinds of uh, of rap, et cetera, et cetera. I, I play that only because last weekend I was at a, um, a barbecue with um, some of my dearest friends, um, and uh, we sang that song. We did a little guitar, a little drum. And uh, everybody kind of sang uh, that song around the uh, around the picnic table, which I thought was really cool. So that was a lot of fun. Anyway, um, we are here in the final segment, uh, which, as always, is Suds and Duds. But before I get to Suds and Duds, an event that popped up 
uh, just before I started recording this final segment and must tell you about, um, but now I, I, I can't seem to uh, get it to come up, and I don't know why. Hmm, let's see. Uh, well, okay. Let's see. I tried to. There we go. All right. It took a second. Sorry about that, folks. I have a little thing on my uh, phone that allows me to copy notes, and uh, for some reason it wasn't popping up. Now, my good friend Allison, who runs a number of events in New Jersey, running an event again that, unfortunately, I will not be able to attend because I'll be in San Diego when this happens. But Westfield Hops, heading into Westfield, New Jersey, Saturday, November 12th. Tickets are on sale now. Um, It's uh, inside the Westfield Armory. Great little spot. Westfield, New Jersey, very easy to get to. Uh, you can take the train. Uh, it's a couple block walk, by the way, right down the street, Lions Roar Brewing, so you can check out Lions Roar uh, before or after the uh, the, the beer fest. Uh, you can save $20 on tickets right now with the code EARLYBIRD. That's EARLYBIRD. Uh, it is from 6 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. It's 100 styles of craft beer, sangria, great music, access to great food vendors and merchandise. Westfieldhops.com. That's westfieldhops.com. The early bird code expires Sunday, September 18th. Again, that is early bird. You save $20 on tickets. It's Westfield Hops. It is Saturday, November 12th from 6 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. When we get more information on the uh, breweries that will be there, et cetera, et cetera, we will get that to you, which is really cool. So, um, you know, unfortunately, Allison, if you are listening, I won't be able to attend the event. It's right up the street. It's literally... Six minutes, seven minutes from my home. Uh, But unfortunately, I'm going to be on the other side of the country uh, in San Diego at that point, so I won't be able to attend. Now, let us dive into Suds and Duds because we've got a couple of beers that we have to get to here before we get out of here. I'm a radio. This is uh, by Zero Gravity Brewing. I bought it because of the label because obviously I work on the radio. But also uh, that day happened to be National Radio Day. So perfect. Um, I bought it because of the label. Not bad. L- uh, a lemon forward uh, on the beer. Hoppy, uh, but not terrible. It was, uh, actually, uh, it was actually an enjoyable beer. Now, another beer that I bought at Nosvino, which is uh, a liquor store in uh, Westfield, New Jersey. They do a great job of curating craft beers. Um, one of the, I don't want to say one of the few places because they are in a lot of places now, but one of the few places that gets Icarus beer on the regular and gets most of what Icarus has, which is nice because as much as I like to take the drive down to Lakewood and they'll eventually be in Brick next year, um, it is a ride for me. I mean, it's a good 45-minute ride for me to go down there. And again, you don't want to drink and drive. So if you do have a couple of beers down there, I've got to take some time to sober up before getting back in the car and heading back. So, you know, you're talking about half a day uh, being down there. So again, you got to remember, you have to please drink responsibly. But anyway, one of the other breweries that they get on a consistent basis at Nosvino is Timber Ales. And while Timber Ales is known for its stouts, and they're delicious, by the way, their stouts are fantastic, they do make great IPAs. Um, so Road of Reflection is one of them. It is just a fantastic IPA. When they make them, they're solid. They don't do a bunch of them. They do a few. And the few that they do, simply fantastic. If you have an opportunity to get Timber Ales uh, in a can, uh, an IPA, definitely try it. If you're a fan of IPAs, you absolutely will not be disappointed. Now, the brewer from our mutual friend brewing company had sent me a bunch of beers a couple weeks back, and on one of the beers that he sent me, he had a note on it uh, that said, don't drink until August 20th, still conditioning. 
So I waited a few more weeks after that. Actually, no, I did drink it on August 20th. That's right, I did. I was looking on my untapped, which you can follow me at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. A nice hoppy saison called Grid Collapse. Uh, it's, it's a lot of hop with a beer dry finish or a beer, dry, a bitter dry finish. I think I meant to write, not beer. Uh, I have fat fingers. What, what, what can I say? It was delicious. So yes, definitely leaving it in the can, keeping it in the refrigerator and, uh, not opening it for a couple of weeks after getting it was definitely worth the, um, it was definitely worth the wait. Let's put it that way. Uh, a beer that I had waited to drink. Uh, my friends Kim and Colleen um, crack one at the summit. You can follow them on Instagram. They do a lot of hiking. They bring beers on their hikes, and they uh, they sample different beers. Well, um, Kim got me a beer. I believe Kim. This is from Kim uh, from Tin Barn Brewing because she goes there on the regular. And I have to get up to Tin Barn, uh, and I'm definitely going to do that this fall because it's definitely worth a, a road trip uh, on a Saturday. But anyway, Melted Gelato Number Eight, Peach Raspberry Mango, super thick. Fruity, delicious, and the acid in this is nicely balanced. I said acid. It is nicely balanced uh, on this beer. A lot of times when you get these super fruity sours, you know, these thick smoothie type of sours, sometimes the um, acidity is a little much, um, but I have to tell you, this the, a- the acid in this beer was nicely balanced, and I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, another beer... That Listen, everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but most everybody as we're here on Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, a lot of people do Oktoberfest beers. I get it. I love them. I love a good Marzen. It's a a great beer, and it's perfect around this time of year. Uh, The pumpkin beers, not so much. I can have one or two, but I can't get overwhelmed by the pumpkin pumpkin beers. But Oktoberfest beers, I can drink all day long because I love a good Marzen. So um, Trogues makes a great Oktoberfest beer, and overall Trogues makes some great beers. In fact, my wife said to me the other day, she said, hey, Trogues is in Hershey? I said, yeah. She said, oh. I said, oh, maybe we'll take a road trip. And she just kind of looked at me. I said, yeah, we can go to Hershey Park. We can have Chocolate World. That's cool. But yeah, I'd like to take a drive out and visit the brewery because I've heard beautiful brewery. I've not been there, but uh, definitely um, you know, worth the trip. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a ride for me couple hours, at least three hours, uh, to get there. But, <clears throat> excuse me, it would be worth it. Anyway, a solid Marzen. Trogs always does a great job. Uh, the Oktoberfest is in stores now. Absolutely, uh, you should go and get it. And then, on one of my days off back in August, I decided to head down to Source. I had beer to pick up, but I figured, you know what? It's a day off. I want to read a little bit. I had a nice, enjoyable day at Source. I sat. I read. Um, I chit-chatted with, uh, with Phil and the folks over at Source. I got a taste of uh, something off the Bright Tank that I ended up buying the following week. I forget what it was. But um, it was just nice to be able to spend time relaxing and not feeling rushed that I had to do something. So tried a bunch of different beers. Uh, The Migaloo, which I did not buy when it came out. Hoppy, citrus forward, a little bit of spice on the back end. It was a solid beer. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm happy that I had it on tap. Uh, The the, the fear of missing out, that's all right. I'm okay with it. I've learned to accept that sometimes you just can't get everything. Uh, but I'm glad I was able to have it on tap because it was good. Checkmate is a fantastic pilsner uh, that is on drafted source. It might still be on draft if it is. Uh, do yourself a favor. Get yourself a, a nice pour, a healthy pour of it because it is a fantastic beer. Um, the Hoppy Pills is excellent as well. Uh, all, all around uh, good stuff. And I'm hoping now that Source has increased its tap lines that they are going to have 
a Pilsner or a Lager on draft on the regular because I think they really need to do that. The other uh, beer that I had from them that I got picked up in cans and brought home, this was their collab with Jersey Freeze. I didn't get the vanilla um, uh, collab, but I did get the creamsicle one. Super light, getting that orange and vanilla swirl. I was expecting it to be a little heavier, um, more milkshakey than um, lighter. This is sort of a lighter um, creamsicle. You get the flavors, but I was expecting it to be a little thicker. I think the vanilla was much thicker last year, and that's what I seem to recall, but I, I could be wrong. But one of the cool things that Source is doing, and it may already be done because this was a couple of weeks ago, is that they are building uh, beyond where you uh, sit out in the, on the farm, on the grass, they are building an area that is adults-only, fire pits, chairs. You're going to have a little pergola set up, but just some chairs and a couple of fire pits out there so you can sit out and you can look uh, at Delicious Orchard's farm and kind of warm yourself up in the fall. This is an excellent idea. I am so glad uh, that Phil and the guys decided to do this. So no pets, no kids. It's just an adult-only space. It's going to be fenced off, and you're going to be able to sit there, relax, a little fire going, have a couple of beers. Uh, to me, I think that is, uh, that's awesome. So they are constantly doing things uh, at Source, and Source at Fishtown as well. You've got to get over there uh, if you haven't been to Philly yet to Fishtown. It's a fantastic uh, place and great food as well. Uh, listen, my thanks to everybody involved in the show as well as my guest, Skip Schwartz, the brewmaster for Weldworks Brewing, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.